All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode all about your one and only Colorado Avalanche. Today, kind of a jam-packed show yet again. Visions of maybe a new addition to the Avalanche. Um, obviously not Taylor Hall, since he's taken. Um... Coach Bednar speaks about the the St. Louis Blues game. We have maybe some sort of finality to the Akeem Lou issue. Uh, it's a finality of what happened, but the start of something completely new. We'll get into that power rankings for the week. We're going to do power rankings today uh, for what's out there because of the back-to-back the Avalanche have on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and because of that first game against the Chicago Blackhawks we're going to pre preview that game as well so a lot to get to uh, first thing that we always get to is the social media side of things on Twitter LOPN underscore avalanche on Instagram and Facebook search locked on avalanche and of course send your gmail emails to locked on avalanche at gmail.com so um, kind of a minor injury update the name, one of the names getting thrown around as a possible prospect that the Avalanche were going to give up for the Taylor Hall trade, if the if it would have gone down, was uh, Connor Simmons, and he was injured. So uh, maybe the injury bug is now going to hit the Colorado Eagles, as he was uh, he suffered the good old upper body. So, like I said, always say, pick what half of the body you want, upper and lower. And that's pretty much what you get in a injury report. And for Timmons, it is the upper body. I mention that because he is kind of a, a you know well-known name, a lot of expectation for him. So I figured just let the masses know that uh, he is going to be out. Just update when he comes back. Nothing too major for the the current you know NHL team, uh, but for now. Add another name to the list of injuries. All right, and moving past him, um, the the Los Angeles Kings signed when it was signed when when they signed Ilya Kovalchuk, kind of raised some eyebrows uh, for a number of reasons. Um, The Kings were and still are kind of like the lower tier teams. To be nice, um, and they signed him. Okay, you know, you sign a, a you sign a name, you sign a talented guy, past his prime, uh, but maybe it gets some butts in the seats, and maybe he can you know win you some games here and there. Maybe it's the start of something to turn the last few years around for the Kings. Clearly, was not that he was not living up to that contract that he signed, and. Um, after I think it was 18 months, they cut him loose, put him on waivers with the intention that they were just going to terminate, basically terminate his contract um, if he cleared waivers. And by saying that, nobody's going to claim him because then they have to pay him that money. So past waivers, Kings cleared him. Now he is free to sign with anybody. And I think this is going to be a theme for Colorado with anybody that's available um, at this stage in the game, Colorado is going to be attached to 
that player. And I'm hearing it already for Kovalchuk. And is it is he somebody that the Avs could bring in, help him on the third line, fourth line, second line power play? My, you know, I, I was all in for Taylor Hall. I am all out for Kovalchuk. I, I, he's not a guy that you bring in. Taylor Hall's a guy you bring in clearly on a, on a rental if you can't extend him long term. But he can he can he can give a lot to the team for the remainder of the season. And he can be a key factor in a push for a legitimate shot at Stanley Cup. Kovalchuk's not that guy. You're getting and not at this stage in his career. You're you're getting I think he's 36 years old, which, okay, I mean, I know guys can still play well into their 30s, even into their early 40s, but it's a little bit tougher in this day and age for the NHL. The game goes a little bit too fast as those guys get early, and that's kind of what will see them exit a lot quicker than maybe 20 years ago. The game's just too fast for some guys. He's still, you know, he's still, he can score. That's his game is his shot. He always had a lethal shot. I don't think that really will go away too much, but he's just not, he's definitely not your top six guy on this team. So what's the point? I don't see bringing him in doing any good. Um, your your bottom six guys are doing just fine. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't, and I'm not hearing that the Avalanche really want to do this. Like I'm saying, I'm just, I'm hearing, because it's a a name and kind of a more uh, a name that's not I'm gonna say it's a household name, but you know, you, hockey circles everybody knows who this guy is and knows his his track record. I think when you have a guy like a, he, uh, a name like him, he he's going to be attached to teams, and he can find if he wants to stay in the NHL, someone's gonna sign him. I'm also hearing the Bruins want to take him on. I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it for a top tier team. And he has come out and said. I think this is part of the reason that the the abs are kind of attached to him. He's come out and said he will sign for the league minimum uh, to play in a contender. That's all well and good, but a contender's got to want to want you. And if they're contending and they want to bring you in, they're going to think that they can be better than what they currently are. And why would a contending team that's a team like Boston, a team like Colorado, a team like St. Louis, bring him in with the thoughts that they're going to make, he is going to make them better than they already are? I don't see that at this point in the, in the game for Kovlachuk. And on top of that, Avs got rid of Carl Soderberg in the offseason for you know a couple of reasons. I think the big reason was just to get younger. And Soderberg is right around that age. I think he's 35, 36 years old. And he had a great season for Colorado uh, last year. He played well. But I think he he played so well, it was a perfect time to sell him, trade him, whatever you want to say. I don't mean he's like a commodity, but uh, it was it was a perfect time to sell. So they wanted to get younger. Why Why bring in a player that kind of mimics what Carl Soderberg would be? when you got rid of him for reasons and you didn't really get a massive haul in return for Soderberg. So it's almost like you got rid of Soderberg, but you're bringing in a guy that's pretty much just like him. Doesn't really make sense to me. I don't see the avalanche doing this. 
Um, I, I, I would do a hard pass on even really talking to him and seeing what his intentions are because I don't see it. Um, you know, like I said, you got rid of Soderberg, um, for a youth movement. Then if you want to bring in a guy, if you feel like you need to bring in a guy, bring in those youth movement guys, bring in what you got rid of Soderberg for. Um, and, and have we not seen this minor league team, this AHL team produce for us and all these injuries that we've had? Why do you need Kovalchuk's to do that now? Let those guys that have kind of uh, kept you in the standings, up in the standings, if you want to bring somebody in, bring one of those guys in. They've earned it. I, I don't I don't see it in, in Kovalchuk's. And on top of that, he, even the games he did play for uh, the Kings, yeah, they're a bad team, but he wasn't lighting anything up. He was brought in to, to, to bring in them some semblance of offense, and he couldn't do that. No, that's not all his fault, but he wasn't solving the problem either. So I, I don't see it. Um, I don't think the Avalanche will do this. And it's not guaranteed that Kovacek even wants to stay in the NHL. He said he would. And like I said, there would, there's going to be somebody that if they want him and offer him something, he would take it to stay in the NHL. But I don't think it's going to be an Avs, in an Avs jersey. So that is uh, my take on that. So we also, um, to update everybody on the Akeem Alou situation um that we talked about uh last week with the the party and the staff member dressing like him and blackface in the blackface and all that all that other stuff which was highly offensive highly inappropriate um you know maybe this is the start of something good that came out of it and they they released the colorado eagles and alu released a joint statement and it's pretty it's pretty long. I don't, I don't want to read the whole thing, but um, you can go online and read it if you want. But it's almost like they everybody they got together, they talked it. Not only did they talk it out, but they are starting something which they can uh, be the start of change within the NHL and the AHL, and that's where this all this starts. I, I, Alou seems like he's 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 a good guy. Obviously, he went through with that pitcher, and he was completely uncomfortable with it. And now this is his time to um, give, I want to say give back, not like he's just forgiving everybody, but he did accept the apology of the staff member, Tony, I think it's Dinser, 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 we'll go Dinser. Um, He, you know, he did accept his apology. He, and I think this is the big, this is the, the kind of the big moment for, Alou is saying he doesn't want him fired. Now, if the, e- the Eagles still can fire him, if I was the owner of the Eagles, I probably would. <laughs> um, but I, I, it doesn't say in here what they're going to do with him. But uh, Alou said he doesn't think that he should be fired. He They spoke it out. They talked it out. And now let's do something about it. Let's not just get angry at what happened. Sure, he has every right to be angry at what happened, and I'm sure he is. But if the Eagles didn't approach him and say, what can we do to make this right? Not just with you. With the whole situation, with with the, the the way that the sport is, the way that society is with this stuff, what can we do to improve this? And I think that's where Alou said, I'm your man. Let's take this head on. We can work on this together, and we can make some real change. 
So now we'll see what that change is. It's one thing to say it, put it in writing, put it out in a press release and say, you know, we all hugged, kumbaya, everybody's good and we're going to make changes. Now eyes are going to be on you to see what those changes are. You can't just say you're going to do changes and hope that that's sufficient for everybody. Me in particular, I'm going to want to see what those changes are. So I, I and I look forward to it. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, they're, they're, it's just speak. You know, they're just saving face. You go read the go read the comment. I think it's it's very genuine. It's very sincere, and I think uh, both parties want to work on this and use this as a learning experience, not only for themselves but for everybody. So um, it's a good it's a good jumping off point. It's a good starting point, and we will see where it goes from there. All right, and we're back, and we are going to like we do. Every week, look at some power rankings around the interwebs and different websites that cover hockey and see where the Colorado Avalanche are placed this week in uh, some power rankings. Obviously, I was none too pleased last week with where uh, sites were putting the Avalanche team below Boston after having just beat them. Uh, I just didn't think that was fair. And for some reason, I think... Actually, let's say I know this show got around to all of those major websites like Sports Illustrated and Yahoo. Of course, they heard me and this humble host angry about where they were placing the Colorado Avalanche, and they corrected it. So you are welcome, Colorado Avalanche fans, for the Avalanche moving up just a tick in some of these rankings. Um, and again, if you want to put them below... The uh, Washington Capitals, I am okay with that. Um, and one of them maybe didn't, as you will see here in just a second. So um, we are going to start with the Yahoo Sports, who they, again, have uh, Washington at number one. And they have moved the Colorado Avalanche from number four last week to number two this week ahead of... St. Louis. And this is even after they lost. This came out this morning. So this was after the loss. And they even put that in their little blurb here. They say no regulation losses since November 23rd, not counting last night's results in St. Louis. And boy, do they look good doing it. And again, this is with literally every important player missing a big chunk of the season so far. What a team. I don't argue with any of that. Um, And for the record, they do have St. Louis at number three which they have St. Louis at number three the week before, and they put Boston at number four, where they had Boston at number two. So they switched Colorado and Boston and left St. Louis uh, standing pat at number three. So pretty interesting, but they did it to us the week before where we beat that team and put that team above us. Now they kind of corrected that, and at least for this week have Colorado above St. Louis and the Bruins at number two. Move on over to CBS Sports. They, again, have Washington at number one, and they have Colorado at number two. I think this was the one that did have – no, 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 I'm I'm wrong. They also had Colorado at number four last week, and they, again, switched Boston and Colorado. They had – last week they had Boston at two, Islanders at three, Colorado at four. This week they switched – Boston and Avs and left the Islanders at number three. 
And CBS states they had a nine-game point streak snapped by a good Blues team on Monday, but the Avs continue to look strong despite the injuries they've weathered this season. They seem to be using some of their early season hurdles to make them stronger. And once again, it's time to start talking about Nathan McKinnon as a legitimate heart candidate. Nothing new to this show or anybody that listens to this show. We have talked ad nauseum about uh, the early season hurdles and everything that it, all of those struggles, which is molding the team uh, to only be better later in the season. And yes, Nathan McCannon is not a legitimate heart trophy candidate. He probably is the heart trophy candidate. I, I, this has to be his year to get this thing. If he continues at the pace that he currently is at fan sided or puck pros. They again have Washington at number one and Colorado at number two. They had them at number three last week, move them up one and a very quick blurb. Oh man. Imagine how great the avalanche would be if they had traded for Taylor hall. No, what if games here, they didn't trade for him, but yes, they would have been amazing. And finally, NBC Sports. I think we like NBC Sports, right? Because they had Colorado at number two. They were the only ones to have Colorado at number two last week. And they have bumped them up to the number one ranking ahead of the Washington Capitals. And their blurb that they put out, the league's best top line is United again. They have scoring depth. They have a young superstar on defense. And they have earned a point in 14 of their last 17 games. The best team in hockey. I think we we all really should be in love with NBC Sports. They get it. <laughs> they obviously watch some Colorado Avalanche games. Um, so they have them at number one. And who are we to argue that? So uh, NBC, keep doing what you're doing. All right, welcome back. And before we put a bow on this show for today, we are going to, um, like we always do on a game day, uh, take a look at our opponent. And uh, it's a divisional game, and no matter if it's the Blues or the Blackhawks, you got to take them serious because these are the games that count. And I don't like that saying because they all count. But like I said, when you're playing a divisional foe, you got to be up for it. So uh, Avalanche at Blackhawks. Blackhawks are the last time that we saw them. They were kind of on a, a little bit of an upswing. Um, but since then, I, I don't know if, let's see, the Avalanche beat them uh, in those back-to-back games. That was the start of a three-game losing streak. Since then, they've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games uh, they've only won three of them, so they're three and four. And actually, in their last ten, they are three, six, and one. They're struggling. Um, last in the division, 13, 15, and six, 32 points, three behind Nashville. Um, in terms of in terms of goal differential, they're minus 16, which is just that's not a Black Hawk team. They they are usually very consistent with. Uh, you know, those those Patrick Canes of the world that they have. And he's doing well. Uh, but the rest of the team is struggling mightily. So um, that does not mean they are going to, you know, roll over and die. It's the, the divisional foe, and they're going to want to 
stick it to the Avalanche, especially if the Avalanche are one of the top teams in the league. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna get their the Blackhawks best. So um, in terms of full team stats, if not for Patrick Kane, uh, this team might be at the complete bottom of the standings. I, I feel he's he's leading the team in points with forty. Uh, he's got eighteen goals and twenty two assists. Um, penalty, um, Patrick Kane's forty points. He's still a minus two uh, on the season. Um, you know, and then you have your normal players: Jonathan Taves, uh, Dylan Strome, Brandon Saad. Um, they they can all. You know, I don't know if they're just getting like long in the tooth or what the case is, but. Um, maybe they just been there for too long and the, the Blackhawks need to blow it up. I don't know. Um, but I think for me anyway, uh, whenever I see the Blackhawks play from here on out, <coughs> excuse me, I'm always going to be looking at Kirby doc. And, um, cause I feel like that was a guy, Colorado, I think Chicago made it easy for Colorado to pick. Bowen Byram because I think they would have struggled between him, him and Kirby Doc. And when the um, Blackhawks picked Doc at three, that kind of just left Byram in their lap and they ran to the podium and picked him. So I always just keep an eye on him to see how he's doing. Seems like he's playing a little bit better, getting a little bit more ice time per game. Uh, but they're kind of easing him in. Um, so I, I kind of like to see. I don't know if he even played – the last time that they played against each other, he only has 28 games on the season. So he might have, but he didn't really impress. But just one of those guys that, you know, I like to keep an eye on, just knowing that there was a chance at some point in time he could have been in, in an avalanche sweater. And he obviously isn't, but um, I think he still has a bright, bright career ahead of him. So we'll see how this goes. You can never take any team in this league lightly so uh the avalanche obviously won that back-to-back home and home against the blackhawks not that long ago they have a a back-to-back obviously not with chicago um chicago and then carolina and uh, excuse me the the avalanche are four one and oh in the first game of the back-to-back so um, a lot is put into uh, this game and focusing on this game. They're not thinking about just based on that record. They're not thinking about both games as a whole. They're just thinking one game at a time. And let's see what the Avalanche do in goal. Do they put Francois back in there uh, to start game one? Or do they go with Grubauer to start game one? Obviously, they're going to play one game each. But it'll be interesting to see who gets the first game um, away in Chicago. So... That's always an interesting thing to see. So that's going to be it for today, guys. Let's see how this game plays out. Hopefully the Avalanche can get back on track, uh, start another winning streak, maybe even start another point streak, whatever you want to do. Just get points, any chance you can get, um, and hopefully that can start tonight in Chicago. We'll be back tomorrow with a summary of this game. Look forward to the, uh, the game on Thursday night against Carolina. And yeah, that's going to be it, guys. Go, Abs, go. Here is Joby. Go, Abs, go.